Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and welcome to the Backstage Show. This week on The Backstage Show, we're going to be discussing a topic that's near and dear to everyone's heart. Really exciting and thrilling, this one. You're going to be on the edge of your seat the entire time. Oh boy, I can't wait. We're talking politics. Ooh. Not not national politics. Theater, no, theater we're, we're specifically talking about community theater politics. Indeed. They do exist. They do indeed exist, and I've been a bit more involved than you have. Uh, Correct. Or, I have not personally been involved on a board of directors or anything like that with mm-hmm. a theater group. I, however, have been involved with the boards of two different theaters, including... Uh, being the president of one of them for a year. Well, aren't you just the career politician, Glenn? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. I, I uh, served as president and vice president at Forge Theater. I have served as secretary at Barley Sheaf. I think only secretary. Yeah, I think I've only hold, held one position at Barley Sheaf. I was also, I might have been productions at Forge, and I think I spent a little bit of time as a, uh, a technical position. But I left that after a little bit. Okay. So. Well, there's a little bit of a blurred line, I guess, between actual positions on the board versus, and different theaters do it differently, but mm-hmm. some of these types of roles might be more of a committee, per se. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of related, too. but... And, and I guess I've kind of served on committees as well, but... Right, uh, I have too. I've been involved with the play reading committee mm-hmm. a couple of times at Village Players. Yeah, I, I did play reading committee at Forge for a couple of years. I've also done like PR committee. I mean, I, there's also like kind of formal committees, informal committees. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we should kind of talk about it from the from the top down. Yeah, we can run the, down the types of positions and responsibilities involved. Yeah, executive board is usually made up of a president, vice president, a secretary, treasurer... Uh, productions chair is often on there, a business manager, and a, a often member at large is on right. the executive board, I guess you'd call that. To the extent that some theaters may not define all of those roles, they may just have sort of generic seats on the board of directors. Yeah, so. yeah. The barn has those uh, two-year positions. So I, I guess they have their, their executive board as one-year positions, and then there's also board members that are on there that are, uh, well, they're just called two-year board members, right? I believe so. Uh, and they alternate, I think. Every two years? Well. <laughs> <laughs> you mean every year. So there's like. Yeah. That they're not all, I believe, thinking that they were not all elected at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, that's a Barley Sheaf's staggered board. Turns. That's, that's how Barley Sheaf does okay. their entire board. They have two-year positions. Every, I th- I'm pretty sure that every position on the Barley Sheaf board is a two-year position, and it's half the board is elected each year. Okay. So I, I know that's how they go. But So go, going down those executive board positions, you've got the president, which is kind of just, it's been my experience that the Biggest job for the president is just that the buck stops there. So if anybody has any complaining to do, they complain to the president. <laughs> Take it to the top. Yeah. I, I mean, at least that was my personal experience with that. I, I assume it varies from so, theater to theater. So the president is basically just the complaint department. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you also run the board meetings and... and right. You preside over... Yes. And it's president. Oh, is that where that comes <laughs> hey. from? Hey. Yeah. And then there's the vice president who's in charge of vices. Yes, the vices of the president. Yes. <laughs> Keeping those under wraps. <laughs> I, again, the, the duties vary from, from theater to theater. Uh, as first vice president at Forge Theater, I don't recall having a lot to do. I think they actually might be responsible for the banquet, but I think when I came into that position, that had already been taken care of. Yeah, you 
uh, had mentioned to me earlier that that was a position that you kind of got asked to do after somebody had to drop out of it. Yeah. So I think what had happened there is uh, the the president dropped off the board, and then that meant the first vice president took over for had them. Had to step up. And then I got position. a phone call seeing if I would be interested in Rather than saying, let me think about it, I stupidly just said yes. <laughs> so I was kind of drafted uh, oh, onto that board. Somebody thought of you and yeah, your number me. came up and lucky me. you hit and the was, lottery. And it was all over. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned Forge Theater. They're a little bit unique in that they have two vice presidents. Yes. So there is a little bit more of a complex succession and maybe division of responsibilities. Yeah, I think it's more about the division of responsibilities. I, I, I guess that might be like where you know, business manager, which which is listed on there. I don't know that every theater has that, but yeah, uh, that can vary. So I think like some of those duties are probably okay. with one of the vice presidents. I, I I just remember one of them was responsible for the banquet. And I don't remember what the the main duties of the other vice president were there, but they do have first and second vice. Now, Village Players of Apro has a kind of an interesting succession associated with the presidency. In case so, there's an assassination? <laughs> uh, not exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope not at all. <laughs> well, no. I don't think the politics get that serious in the theater. <laughs> well, there's some heated debates over whether or not to uh, do this show or that show. No. Yeah. Um, the elections that they have yearly are only to elect a vice president. Okay. So it's actually a three-year track. Mm-hmm. So you would be elected to vice president and serve in that role for one year. And then in the second year, it would automatically be promoted to president. Okay. And then in the third year, you become past president. See, that's interesting that the president is not elected. Yeah, it is a little unusual. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're kind of electing the president, but you're electing him a year in advance and they don't serve in that capacity right away. Right, right. But it's that is an automatic uh, promotion. Yeah, I think that's, that's unique. And then you're still kind of... Uh, hanging on or still involved on the board mm-hmm. after your president. So by the, the past of, president has an active role on the yes, board there? Yes, yeah. Okay. I think it's kind of more of an advisory position as mm-hmm. far as the presidency part of it goes, but I believe it is still an active position on the board. Yeah, I think the Barley Sheaf past president is kind of considered a board member, but I don't think they usually do anything. I don't even think they usually attend meetings. Okay. But I, I know they're... President Emeritus? Yeah, pretty much. I, <laughs> yeah. I, they might even call it President Emeritus. Okay. I'm not sure if they call it that or past president or immediate past president or something like that who knows so, so that's there's the a little variation yeah that's the president and vice then there's the secretary there's one that barley chief has two of they have a corresponding right. secretary and what's the other one i forget what the other one's called i'll let you secretary. know in a moment this is the uh you think i barley know. chief we're talking about right yes you think uh, i'd know because i served as one of those i believe i served as corresponding secretary you would think that the, i'd remember what well, i was at uh, I might have been thinking of the Barn Playhouse. They have a recording secretary and a corresponding secretary. That's actually exactly what Barley Same? has. Okay. Well, there you have it. Recording. What so was the, re- the difference? Well, the recording secretary would be responsible for communication among the board where they take the board note, the, the meeting notes and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas the corresponding secretary would correspond with the membership at large and, and that sort of thing. So corresponding secretary was responsible for the newsletter that got sent out and that okay, sort of thing. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So yeah, that's what I served as. So I did the the newsletter there. I also did the newsletter at Forge for a number of years, but I never had that board position. I don't think. Hmm. Well, hmm. it may not have been a board position in that particular well, case. Well, they were responsible. I the the secretary was responsible for the uh, newsletter, but anybody could do it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of doing that for the, whoever was serving as secretary. I guess. Oh, okay. You were an intern. Well, I mean, <laughs> committee member, really, if yeah. you want to look at it that way. Sorry. So that's secretary. <laughs> Then there's also treasurer. They handle the money. Yes. 
So yeah, they handle the money. They they write count the, the money. Count the money. It's count the money. But yeah, they're they're responsible for the finances of the theater, basically. Right. And then there's productions chair, which usually communicates with the directors and makes sure makes sure that the calendar's all set, the scripts are ordered, and yep, you don't have two shows rehearsing in the theater at the same time. That sort of thing. Yeah, that would be helpful. I, I guess depending on the needs of the theater, how critical that is for somebody to coordinate mm-hmm. outside of say the particular directors involved. Yeah, I mean, it, again. A lot of these things are theater specific, yeah. even though the, the the actual board members might be named the same. They might have different uh, tasks right, depending right. on where you are. And then there's also like other board members that that might be on there or might they might be committees like membership and publicity. The member at large? And, member at large. I mean, I, that's often a standard position. I, I do find that at a lot of theaters, but I mean, you couldn't really do a committee at large. What does the member at large do? The member at large, I don't know. The, the member at large is like uh, at Barley Chief is responsible for making sure that each production is staffed. So you've got like somebody doing box office and ushers and that sort of thing. Right. People are kind of needed to volunteer to fill the yeah. theater I th- functions I, I think that are the, not actually part of the creative element of the production. Correct. I, I think they're tasked to be the liaison between the membership and the board. That's how I thought of it. I yeah. kind of thought that that was sort of the... Not the shop steward per se, but exactly what you yeah, described. Yeah, that, that's it. the the high level view is right. the liaison between the membership and the board. So other committees can be like uh, costumes and lights and sound props. props. I mean, house and grounds mm-hmm. kind of comes into play. A yeah, lot. building and grounds is a, is an actual board position at, at Barley yeah, Chief. Yeah, it can but be I'm in sure, some cases. I think Playcrafters does that as well. Yeah, that, that's actually it's one of the hardest board positions to fill yeah, in, in yeah. my experience that requires some pretty unique expertise and knowledge yeah i mean sometimes it's just a matter of coordinating with contractors and that sort of thing but it's a lot more helpful if you're handy and can do some of that stuff yourself yeah it can be uh, or that or be a slumlord one of the two uh, yeah. <laughs> but you don't want your theater to be a slumlord. <laughs> and i think like uh you know co- costumes lights and sound that kind of thing sorry sometimes I'm, that's a technical board member i meant to say building superintendent yes there you go <laughs> nicer way to put it yeah so the technical stuff is sometimes a board position i know forge has a technical board member barley sheaf does not that falls under i forgot i like props or something weird like that. that's pretty weird yeah barn has a lights and sound committee mm-hmm. yeah different theaters might break these things out as much as they see fit yeah and you've also got with the the explosion of the in, the the interwebs these days yeah that the kids the, are on the social media yeah, so you've got like you know uh, the the theaters most theaters have a website and webmaster Facebook and twitter and twitface and all <laughs> that other stuff i think uh village players i think has two separate people one is a webmaster and one covers the social media part yeah i don't even know that barley sheaf really has a webmaster anymore the person who used to serve as webmaster hasn't even been uh, involved with the theater at all lately so i think they're looking to redo their website but I, I think that falls under PR for Barley Sheaf. I, I stand, think all of that falls under PR. Okay. I stand corrected, actually. Uh, there are two people involved with those things, Village Players, but they're co-listed, so they probably work together on it to some degree. Ah, co-listed. Yes. <laughs> so that's uh, the general makeup of the board. And then you can get like other members that serve on committees and just kind of help out. Did we mention social committee? No, we did not. Okay. Well, there's another one. Okay. Social committee. And what do they do? coordinate social activities amongst the membership that are not pertaining to one particular show, I believe. Okay. I think, I want to say member at large might do that at Barley Sheaf. Okay. Like, Again, the, every if one there's of these an annual picnic or something, or mm-hmm. 
an annual holiday party, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. <laughs> what about like the banquet? Would they do the banquet if a theater has a banquet? You I think? would guess they would. Mm-hmm. I have not been actively involved with a theater that has a banquet in a long time. Yeah, I know. I haven't Barley been to Sheaf a banquet in a long time. I used to go to Forges, and now I go to Barley Sheaves. So both theaters that I've been most involved with do do, do a banquet. Box office is another Box area. office. Box office is often a paid position. Really? Yeah, because that requires a lot of coordination with uh, reservations and all of that sort of thing. Having a system that takes credit cards online Mm -hmm. if they do online ticket reservations. Yeah, Yeah. so I I have found that some theaters will actually, that's one of the few paid positions. Well, now you've just raised the ire of any folks who are listening to us who are are in unpaid box office positions. Well, it's not like you have to pay. They're going to revolt. (laughs) I'm sure they're already revolting. (laughs) But anyway. Anywho. So, yeah, that is often paid just because I think it's I, I, it's more work and, and it requires like going to the theater and dropping off like uh, lists of that night's attendees or coordinating tickets or that kind of thing. Yep. But that is the general makeup of most boards. And now the committee positions, I don't believe, are generally elected. Yeah, they're they're often assigned by other board members. And OK, they'll, they'll coordinate the committees. It kind of depends. Yeah, I mean, again, this is all different from theater to theater. The elections are, are your your standard board positions. Some of them, some of those committees might be the committee chair is an elected official. Okay. Or it might be appointed by the president or it might be appointed by, you know, if it falls under a particular board position, then that board position might appoint them. It, it's it's all different. So it's really hard to get a general overview of the politics or, or the, the board as it as it runs. I think the common thread, though, is that typically annually, each theater will have elections for the top board members. Yes. Amongst limited only to the membership, of course. Correct. Have to be a member in good standing to be able to vote. Yes. And you have to care. <laughs> you have to care. Yes. <laughs> that is also a prerequisite. You can abstain. <laughs> you could. You could not show up. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, that kind of leads into how you avoid theater politics because there's a lot of people out there that don't want to be in they just want to do the shows and yeah and I've, sometimes it's it's i've admittedly fallen into in. that camp myself yeah. i have not as i mentioned at the beginning near the beginning of this episode i've not been involved in any, any of the boards of the theaters i've worked at i've the closest i've come to this was being part of the play reading committee for a couple mm-hmm. of years and even that was more of a position of getting involved in determining the creative content, which we can get into a little bit more of that later as far as the impact of the board on trying to define that direction for the the theater. Right. But I've just not really been interested in running for any of those other positions. I've just wanted to focus primarily on the actual creative content, the actual productions Mm -hmm. themselves. Now, have you ever been approached to be on a board? Not that I recall. Mm -hmm. Whether figuring... Just that out. (laughs) Huh? Have you blocked it out? <laughs> yeah, it was a traumatizing experience. <laughs> you know, whether it was just now, admittedly, I've been somewhat, even though I've done a lot of productions at kind of a limited number, a limited number of theaters, mm-hmm. I have tend to have had the, I have had the tendency to kind of come and go depending on whether I've been working on, a, actively working on a right. production. So if I'm not, then I'm not around a lot. So do you consider that you have a home theater, though? Sort of. But Mm. again, it's kind of been sort of a come and go sort of relationship. So whether that has, whether I've 
kind of voiced the attitude of not really being interested in being part of the board or the workings behind so the they scenes. Kind of just left just you kind of avoided it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- just that, people figured I wouldn't want to be bothered. One way to avoid being involved and avoid being asked to be involved is to be kind of a nomad and not really have a home theater. I mean, I, I've had mostly Barley Sheaf and Forge Theater over my, you know, 20 odd years of doing theater that have been my home theaters, first Forge and now Barley Sheaf. And I do, while I don't necessarily feel like I would work exclusively with that one theater, it's definitely where I spend my most amount of time. Or So, you know, more than half of the shows I've directed have been at Barley Sheaf. If I'm going to put into direct, it's probably going to be there because I'm comfortable with the space. I know the people and that sort of thing. And I think when your face appears enough at a theater, you're more likely to get asked. Fair enough. With well, your experience. I guess I managed I, to dodge a bullet then. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's <laughs> going to be asked. And like you said, you might have made it clear that you're just not interested in it. And if that much is clear, then why would they bother you? Right. I could have I could have voiced that attitude about it at one time or another, perhaps. And yeah. But I think, you know, working on shows rather than working at a theater is a way to avoid it if that's really what you're after. For me, it has been. I've just been focused on, okay, this is a project. This is a production that mm-hmm. I want to get involved with directing or whatever other capacity yeah and that's that's what i'm committing to and that's as far as i take it Mm -hmm. now you've avoided being on the board but that doesn't necessarily mean you've entirely avoided the actual politics no i think it's impossible if you're at a theater long enough or even not even Mm -hmm. if you're at a theater a relatively brief period of time I think it's unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, some theaters, it's a little stronger than at others, but there's always, you know, it's you're getting a group of people together that want to get something done. Right. And they're not always going to agree on the best way to have to do that. Yeah. There are going to be different philosophies, I think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the politics are associated with trying to determine the creative direction of the theater. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily feel that a theater as a whole needs a creative direction, which well, I guess is, you know, that that's just my opinion and other people are going to have other opinions and that's where the political arguments come in. In my experience, what I've observed is that it's primarily revolving around deciding what perhaps image or presentation the theater wants to put out to the audience mm-hmm. and what the audiences are going to be receptive to in their mind and what's going to bring people back to the theater coming down to show selection yes yeah i mean that's a huge part of it i think that is where the political battles tend to occur most and i mean you've got people i don't think there's anybody that's going to serve on the board of a theater or get involved with a theater that doesn't have the theater's best interests in mind but there's going to be disagreement on how to attain that exactly you know everybody wants their home theater to be successful, but you just might have a different thought on how that's going to best be done. And you, that, that's why, as president, it got very frustrating to me to see these two factions battling it out when they both want the same thing. Right. They just had a completely different mm-hmm. uh, mindset as far as how to go about getting accomplishing that. Yeah. And, and what's best for the audience. You know, you can never really entirely know what's best for the audience, whether it's uh, you know what they've seen historically, what what has done better historically, versus what. If you don't try something new, how are you going to know? Yeah, I, I where I was most exposed to this, I'd say, or one of the areas was when I was part of the play reading committee. Absolutely, that plays yeah. right into this, and a lot of the discussions that were made 
or arguments that were made about for or against a particular show related a lot to the perception of whether the audience would be open to it or mm-hmm. not. Theaters that have been around for a while, folks that have been involved with that theater for a while, can develop a pretty strong notion of what they think the audiences will respond favorably or unfavorably to yeah. and react accordingly. And I think there's just that lack of open mind sometimes. I, I mean, you know, we get Steve and Renee back on here and talk about will will it play in Phoenixville? <laughs> but that was one of the, the issues with Forge. I mean, the demographics of Phoenixville have changed greatly, you know, since it was a steel town, however many years ago. And there's new developments that are still being built in there. So the makeup of Phoenixville is changing. And the makeup, even if the makeup of the area geographically is not changing to mm-hmm. that degree, the patron base may be changing over time yeah, anyway. Th- that's the other issue because particularly when I first got started, most community theater audiences were made up of elderly people. Mm-hmm. And first I'm finding the audience is the audiences are overall skewing a little younger. Mm-hmm. And even if they weren't, let's be perfectly frank here, when you're talking about elderly people 20 years later, they're probably not even going to be around anymore. So the people who are elderly are constantly changing. Well, that's yeah, that is the reality. Uh, I'm getting up there at this point, but yeah, you geezer. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's difficult when people are so entrenched and, and used to seeing the same things over just a ten year period. You're like, well, this is clearly what what is wanted. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're we're now almost getting into politics now, and that's not our intent to discuss the politics. More of an overview. But of it. this is this is kind of the way in which it manifests itself yes. within the theater, it, it, within community mostly, theater and its operation. Most of the political arguments within a theater come down to show selection. Yeah, I would I would agree yeah. with that. Or, and I think that's one of the yeah. reasons that I like Barley Sheaf as much as I do, and I'm comfortable there, because it's the membership as a whole that's selecting the shows, and it doesn't come down to a committee or a board or, or something like that. And that makes it a little a little less political. In, right, in, in yeah, I can see that. But you're still getting, you know, the people who run for the board, it tends to be, you know, the same dozen people cycling through eight board positions. So that that can be a little risky and a little uncomfortable and a little hard for outsiders to break into board positions. Yeah, and I think, too, as maybe people who get involved to that degree really are kind of attached to the goals of the theater. Yeah. You know, that... They're working really hard. Yeah, uh, it's it's... It's a huge undertaking. It's like a second job, I think, really. It, to, it really is. To I do. mean, it, it takes up a lot of time and, and almost eats away at your creative time at the theater and your ability to, to be involved with shows because yeah. you're so busy doing your board work. Sure. I think some people that I've known involved in the the board functions of a particular theater, maybe some of those folks either, when they're doing that, they're not going to be really directly involved in any particular production mm-hmm. or... Conversely, it's another opportunity for somebody to get involved in the workings of the theater that maybe doesn't necessarily want to be on stage or doesn't yep. necessarily want to direct, but still can have a hand in the organization as a whole and mm-hmm. helping it accomplish its goals. Yeah, if you can't act or direct, but you're really good with finances, well, it's sometimes hard to find a good treasurer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely a, a great way for, for people to be involved that don't necessarily want to be involved in shows. I, I think that's a little rare. I think it's mostly people who do want to be involved in shows and and end up getting approached and being like, okay, yeah, I can do that. That's probably yeah. true in most cases. I but would it say. is it is 
oftentimes like a second job and sure and it's and, a lot of work and when you're that invested in it then you probably i'm speculating here but you probably want to make sure that the theater succeeds and yep. are a little bit concerned about maybe shaking taking different decisions making different decisions that puts that in jeopardy yeah i i mean there's a certain creative element to being on the board where you want to push to try new things but you also want to make sure you're doing things that work and you don't want to take unnecessary risks i guess is what it comes down to because you have that the theater's best interest in mind which is what i said i think every board member has Mm -hmm. but you know it's hard to know what that best decision is and that's one of the reasons it is like a second job because you're putting a lot of effort into these decisions and that's also one reason that it's the board is spread across multiple people so you don't have one person that's making every decision Right, but it does have still. There's a power structure associated to it, absolutely, to some degree, yeah. or at least a level of responsibility structure to it. Yeah, I mean, it's generally things the decisions that have to be made are are usually put to a vote over the entire board and majority rules. Yeah, the board the board meetings, to my knowledge, typically are once a month mm-hmm. throughout the season. They may even be more frequent than the membership meetings, depending on what the usually, theaters. Yeah, I, I don't know of any theater that does monthly membership meetings. Some used to, yeah, and then have cut them back. I I, I think like annual is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what Barley Sheep does. Uh, or might quarterly. Be like twice a year. Yeah, I Maybe. don't. I don't think. Yeah, the, the board meetings are definitely more frequent. It's more of a time commitment, and it's more work. But you know, which, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> which means, yeah, having a dedicated, you know, dedicated group of people that are going to commit to that and mm-hmm. show up and handle these responsibilities on a regular basis is critical and. Not everybody's willing to do that. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is when you see your friendly theater board member, thank them because <laughs> they're doing a job for the theater and it's a job that is sometimes difficult to find somebody to do and they should be thanked for their efforts. It is so, a dirty job sometimes, yes. but somebody definitely has to do mm-hmm. it. And I think this is not a phenomenon I believe that is unique to community theater boards. Any kind of activity-centric group mm-hmm. um that has these sort of elected officials and positions to give it a sense of organization, you're going to have the same things, oh, the same sure. issues happening where there are different mindsets as far as how the group should accomplish what it's trying to accomplish. Anytime you get any sort of organizational structure, that's what it's going to be. Sure. So it's, yeah, definitely not unique to theaters. Not at so all. So thank your board members. Thank us for yet another wonderful episode of the Backstage <laughs> Show. <laughs> And you can send us an email to thank us at podcast at backstage.link or give us a call at uh, 267-225-8869. There's also the Twitter. Yes, the Twitter. At the Backstage Pod. And Facebook, facebook.com slash the Backstage Pod. And if you've enjoyed listening to us, either this episode or other episodes that you may have heard, please consider subscribing if you have not already done so. Please consider leaving a review, and perhaps most importantly, please consider telling a friend about us. Yes, we'd like your friend to listen to. Yes. So until next week, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and thank you for joining us backstage. So long. Alvita Zane. Farewell. Sayonara. Aloha. What are we recording? Theater, Theater politics. politics. Oh, God. <laughs> Our favorite topic. <sighs> sure you press record i just hit it all right now you got your own headphone channel oh exciting yes yes count de monet <laughs>
<laughs> count the money. Count the money. <laughs> we did it backwards. We did. <laughs> That's what happens when we re-record. Trying to recreate a previous yeah. conversation. Yeah. Both theaters that I've been most involved with do 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 a banquet. You said do do. <laughs> You're twelve. A lot of it, I believe, is fixated upon what. That was you. You're a cat purring. <laughs> All right, I think we're good now. <laughs> Gremlins. Gremlins.